Did you hear what Kobe Bryant said about James Harden? Yes, we, we can get into that. I, I like, agree. Reclarify so our listeners know. Kobe Bryant says you don't win championships by playing one-man basketball to James Harden. And believe me, who knows better than Kobe? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? So there was one point in the season where James Harden scored 81 unassisted baskets in a row. That's pretty wow. impressive. Oh, my gosh. 81. Wow. So nobody assisted him. He, they just gave him the ball and got out of his way. Well, I mean, like, if you saw the roster that he's working with, he, you just, like, look around. He's like, no, Chris Paul. No, Eric. Okay. Yeah, it's me. It's, it's all me. No Clint Capella on the floor. The problem is, is he's right when he says that injuries are because of this. It's like, I'm taking the ball in my hands every single time. It's because you look around on the floor. It's like, Kenneth Reed couldn't be on the floor for the Nets. And now he's on the Rockets and he's doing pretty good things because Clint Capella's out. And it's just like, you look around and who who else? Oh, Eddie House? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm taking the ball to the hole every single time. I'm trying to get sure. foul calls. I'm right. taking step back three. That's what the I'm great players everything. do. They take the team on their shoulders. I mean, Kobe has done it. You know, I mean, I'm, you've seen like the 80s Lakers too. Oh, so, yeah. you know, Magic's taking the team oh, on the yeah. shoulders. It's, you know, it's been got, done before, but. Well, I, hello. Lakers got up themselves in an interesting situation. Yes. There. So, what, what's going on? Yeah. So, well, yeah. Okay. So, here's, here's my take on the Lakers. Now, I want to give you some context. We talked about Boston before. Correct. And I, I'm a boomer, so I lived, I endured the torture of Boston beating the Lakers every year in the finals. Uh, Jerry West days, yes. And Jerry West, yeah. Elgin Baylor. And, the thing and those that, are some great teams. Oh, God. They were, I just, the thing that I hated most is when, you guys probably don't remember this, but Red Arbach would light up a cigar when he had won a game. Mm. He'd sit on the bench, and you know where I wanted to put that cigar. <laughs> so here's the deal, is that, um, you know, Magic came along, and they won, okay? And I would take Magic at his prime over any other player because he can play any offensive or defensive position. I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's a lot of people that would say Jordan or Wilt or whatever, but that that's my position. Also, my favorite sh- shot in the history of basketball is when Magic made that hook over uh, Parrish and McHale. Yes. I mean, that's 14 feet of of basketball of Celtics in the garden in the garden yeah Yeah, give me a fist bump for that my favorite shot the Lakers love is just going it's just filling the room but I I just wanted to set the context because I've got a little different take now is I am not wild about Magic Johnson the GM I I can understand that I can understand where you're coming from Julius Randle okay they got rid of him 20 points a game, 9.3 rebounds, and three assists per game. Mm. Okay? Versus Ingram at 17.3, 4.9 rebounds, and three assists. Okay? Also, two, Lonzo Ball. Okay? Um, there were a couple of players that that Magic could have drafted instead of him. And one is De'Aaron Fox. Ooh, I, I'm with you on that. I was, I was skeptical about Lonzo Ball. Uh, so uh, Lonzo Ball, 10 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. Uh, Fox, oh, and um, 41.7% from the free throw line. Lonzo Ball, 417 
from the free throw line? From the free throw that's line. That's horrible. That's it's yeah. reprehensible. And I mean De'Aaron, that's bad for college. De'Aaron Fox is eighty percent from the free throw line, eighteen points a game, three point seven rebounds, and seven assists. I, I mean, it also too is when they played head to head in the NCAA tournament. Ball had uh, uh, like fourteen points, and De'Aaron Fox had had thirty. Sure, even in the, some of the games when they actually went head to head in the NBA, De'Aaron Fox you know had the better game. Right, and also to getting rid of D-Russ. That was D'Angelo yeah, oh Russell. My He's an All Star. He's an All Star this, this year. He's averaging twenty points. I know he, there was a maturity thing, and I know he did that thing with um, yeah, who's CP. not even on the team. Anymore. I know, and he, he's know. not even a great teammate either. Yeah, but, you're, but you're right. It's like these these decisions that are made. It's like I, I just can't believe they let Julius Randle walk. Like they're investing all this and. In, in, and talent that they don't know what they have yet, you know, in Brandon Ingram. And now I really love Kuzma. I think, you know, he's the, he's the one little little yeah. goal piece they have there. Yeah, but, they caught him late in the first yeah. round. That's a good catch. It's a good catch, but that doesn't make up for losing Julius Randle. And, you know, just it could be a whole different makeup of a team. Yes. I mean, you know, D Russ is, he's really done well. Um, also, too, um, a point about Julius Randle is that he's got a unique talent that he can use under any environment. He does not need the ball. He needs the ball on a wing to, do, to go to the hoop and, and swoop in and do what he does. But he, could, he would fit in real well with LeBron. Oh, he would have. Yes. Now, I understand D. Russ needs the ball to be effective. Yeah. Okay? And so does LeBron. I'm not that upset that D. Russ is not with the team because at the time it, it was just a bad situation. But, yes, you would love to keep your, your best talent. With that said, where can the Lakers go now? What direction are they going in? Because I know they're just basically trading the entire house for uh, Mr. Anthony Davis. And I say, you got to get him. Here's the kitchen sink and the dishes that are yeah. in the kitchen sink as well. That's here. pretty much you, like, here, take everything <laughs> oh, no, that we fine, have. Like, uh, okay. everything. So let me let me ask you this. and I guess I, I'm turning into the interviewer now. Now, thought the interviewee. Oh, it's, it's yeah. great. Okay, so here, here's the thing here. Is you get Anthony Davis, you pay a king's ransom. Okay? Still not going to beat the Warriors. No. Right? Okay. I mean, dude, nobody's going to beat the Warriors. Well, it's not going to beat the Warriors this season, but it's, it's the long-term effect. It's like you go out and you get Anthony Davis, and then you get LeBron James, and then you bring in, let's say, a Kemba Walker. That would help. <laughs> or the that other rumor, help. Clay Thompson. That's been uh, right. rumored. Or Clay Thompson. Yeah. Clay Thompson. I mean, clearly the Lakers. The Lakers are the third worst in three-point shooting in the NBA. So I'm going to hand need you a three-point shooter. I'm going to hand you the keys to the Ferrari. You are uh-huh. now the GM. Put your Magic Johnson hat. What would you do? Uh, I would still. I like Kawhi Leonard. I would go for free agency because you still got cap space. AD. I mean, he's a great player, but you're mortgaging your future. And you're going to throw in all those first-round draft picks. So what you're going to have is you're going to have a team with two superstars, and you're going to have these expiring contracts for veterans. You know, KCP, Rondo, Stevenson. Um, you'll still have Hart, but, you know, Hart is a, is a good piece, but he's not a, a jewel in your crown, right? No. So... I mean, I would see what's out there for free agency because you're not going to do anything this year. And I don't think you're going to do anything yeah. next year. I mean, the, the, you know, unless the Warriors break up. Could happen. 
It's just good. tough because LeBron, you know, obviously is you know is peaked. He's probably got several really good years at a yeah. high level. But we've already seen it. He's starting to break down. He is. I mean, he's never missed this long amount of time Ever. In, in his career. Ever. So it feels like it's going to be Cleveland 2.0 because, like, Kyrie comes over and rejoins. It's like, great. But my question to you is, how do you feel about the LeBron James camp, just how they just try to dictate what goes on? Do you think they're putting pressure on Magic Johnson? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sure from the minute they had lunch or whatever they decided to do this together, I'm sure that Magic and LeBron sat down and said, LeBron goes, these are my expectations. This is what I want to do. I want to control the franchise. You know, I'm investing everything in, you know, the rest of my career in this franchise. And I want to have, I I don't think he went as far as saying I want to run it. But I want to have a say in all personnel decisions, all coaching decisions, everything. I'm sure. I'm sure he did. He did that in Cleveland as well. It's a definite backdoor kind of thing. But you have brought us some beautiful stats about how the Lakers went out and they did not make the right choices and that their young talent right now isn't up to par. Do you give up the entire ball, Kuzma? Do you give up Ingram? Do you give up everyone to get Anthony Davis? I would give up ball. Oh, to give up Anthony, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it. You'd I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do because you're not. You know, you're not going anywhere for the next couple of years. Okay, I. You know, if for some reason Durant leaves, because he can leave. Clay Thompson can leave. Kawhi can leave. Huh? Kawhi can leave. He could come over. Um, Kyrie Irving's not going to come over. He's not going to play with LeBron again. Okay. Maybe. May, there's a report that there is a rumor mill, and although that NBA is literally all rumors and no play at this point, people just talk about the rumors that are going on. There's a rumor that he might want to play with LeBron again. He reached out to apologize. Oh, they've had a backdoor meeting. Like oh. it's not out of the cards, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like don't get yeah. Well, if if he's if he's in and Kawhi's in, and you have those other pieces. Okay, it's good, but you're not going to be able to fill. You're not even going to be able to backfill the rest of the roster with LeBron and AD in there. I mean, you're not going to be able to backfill it. Right. Who are you going to put in there? Yeah, you're pretty much giving up your entire team. You are, and it's also too is that you're starting five All Stars, and they're just going to run through the NBA. You know, for LeBron and the Lakers, it's about championships. It's not about making the playoffs. It's not about reaching the conference finals. It, it, it's about it's about hanging up the banners. That's what the legacy is for the Lakers, and they're not going to do it in the next couple of years. Even even if KD leaves, okay, and they sign Boogie Cousins, they're still a monstrosity. Because I think there is a chance that KD would want to go to his own team because there was a lot of publicity this year when Curry was out, that they weren't doing that well. That KD, that it's Curry's team, it's Steph Curry's team, as opposed to KD's team. I agree. So he may want to leave. Now, if he leaves, there's the door is ajar. Okay, but if he doesn't leave... It could be the similar thing that played out in Miami with LeBron James. Like, hey, I went down there for four years. I learned how to win a championship. Well, KD, Gold State Warriors, you know, hold serve and win the championship this year. That's three straight. He's won. So it's like, now I want to go to my own team. Yeah. And for me being the Golden State Warriors fan, I'm going to take over for a second and say that KD leaves 
he will not win another championship. I will go out and on a limb and say that. And that's the hot take. But maybe that's day. not the biggest not, thing for if him. If he leaves, his shooting percentage when he plays isolation ball is not as high as it was in Oklahoma City. When he passionate Warriors ball, fan, he went 51% in isolation ball. What was his shooting percentage with the Warriors his first season with the team? What was his shoot in isolation basketball? 59%. So you, that's you, an eight percentage difference, not like a little. <laughs> so you know, Matt's father, Chris Burt, he's the one who polluted him to put these type of ideas in his head. I, okay. Oh, that's when, where it comes from. Huh? We that's lost, where it comes from. <laughs> when we lost three one, I literally I turned to him. I was like, "The Warriors are going to get Kevin Durant." And I walked out of the room all very angry. And I just look, would you know? I mean, you happened. know, I got to respect. I, you know, I, I got to respect what they do, the Warriors. Yeah, absolutely. They have great they're, accountants. They, they have great accountants. And, you know, it's interesting, too, is they have a guy that follows a nutritionist and a trainer that follows around every player and asks them, you know, what supplements they take, what they ate, how much they slept, where they soar. You know, they, they do a really good job of maintaining their players' health. And, you know, you got to love their style of basketball. But, you know, uh, Juan Marshall did go after Roseboro with a bat. <laughs> you do remember that. Well, of course you don't remember that. But, you know, he... I remember the YouTube clip of it. I see. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think that there's any reason for the Lakers to not think about the future as long as Golden State is in this current situation. Absolutely. I just don't like the fact that they want to mortgage all those first-round picks. And it just right. it's like you said, it's too much. New Orleans is asking way too much. And I think they're just doing that. They don't have to trade Davis by the deadline. They can hang on to him to the end of the year and I, get more teams from involved. everything that I'm seeing is that... He Anthony wants to come Davis. to L.A. I get he that. He wants to come to L.A., but the, the Pelicans are It's like, just not going to be feasible. Hmm. Yeah. We really like this Jason Tatum guy. It's almost really, like they're holding, really, they, they're holding they the really leverage. like him. Really. Yeah. And also, too, is that Danny Ainge is hanging on to all those draft picks, too. Imagine he needs to hold suit, man. He needs to really, like you said, think things through. Yeah, I, I, I have to tell I mean, you know, getting, getting LeBron was an amazing feat. But the rest of what I'm seeing from Magic is, I don't, I, he's making mistakes. And he's making some basic mistakes with personnel that shouldn't be made by somebody as astute and as experienced as he is. Absolutely, especially being uh, taken under uh, Dr. Jerry Buss's wing back in the day. I mean, yeah. he really taught him about business and you know everything else is why Magic is so successful. I mean, everybody, we love Magic Johnson. Yeah, I mean, know? if they had if they had De'Aaron Fox and Julius Randle right now, they'd be another five to eight games better. Do you, you think part keep of up with that speed? But yeah, D'Angelo Russ. Yeah. I mean, um, do you think part of that yeah, was uh, Lavar Ball? really influenced in Magic Johnson like to take my son at number two do you think do you think that had something no. to do you know with what it? I you know what I think I think that uh Magic Johnson saw a lot of himself in Lon in Lonzo Ball I see a pass first guy I see a big guard I see a rebounding guard and the difference though is Magic came back every year and had a different um arrow in his quiver I mean, one year he came back, it's like all of a sudden he was a hook shot. And then he came back and he was all of a sudden a three-point person. And so he would work on something to improve his game. Um, ball can't shoot. 
And I don't see anything. I mean, 41.7 from the free throw line. I mean, that's ridiculous. You would think at least from the first to the second year, you'd at least have that taken care of. It's like, what is he doing in the offseason? If, if DeAndre Jordan can, head. Yeah. If DeAndre Jordan can go from one of the worst free throw shooters to going up to 70, I think he's at he was at 75 last time I checked, 75% from free throw. And we used to make fun of DeAndre Jordan at the free throw line. If he can do it, anyone can do it, honestly. But to I I gotta know where does Anthony does Anthony Davis stay out the course of this season? Where does he end up? I, if I had to guess, I'd say Boston because Boston can still they can put a package together because I believe Danny Ainge has still got three first round draft picks and a couple of them are potential lotto picks, and then you can package um, Tatum and Smart and a couple of um, Jalen Brown, a couple of their other players. And if you kept Kyrie, Kyrie and AD would be pretty tough together. So if I had to guess, that's where, he, where I do it. But, you know, I, <laughs> I'll say this for, what, the fourth time? I don't have confidence in Magic Johnson making the right decision. So he may dump all these people just for star power. Wait, and the the worst part is, is that I'm literally looking at this, and LeBron's like, "Oh, I'd love to play with Anthony Davis." And Magic was, you know, he, he's Magic. He comes out and he talks in the press. They really hurt themselves in coming out into the media and saying that they want some guy because now the Pelicans are sitting back and be like, "Well, yeah. you it, it just, say you want yeah. that bad. Let's let's you, see what you, you're willing to give up." You, you know? nailed it, Matt. It gives all the leverage to the Pelicans. Yeah. And it puts a lot of pressure on Magic Johnson because you don't make LeBron happy. You know, this is the one thing that I was a little apprehensive. I even told Matt, I was like, I really didn't want the Lakers to sign LeBron. Yes, it's a great sign. He's an awesome player, best player in the league. You know, in the next couple years, you know, we're going to start seeing a superstar decline. We saw it with Kobe Bryant, and I love Kobe Bryant. He gave his heart and soul and his body to the team. Absolutely. But this pressure, like manipulating like he does in Cleveland, like he does wherever he goes. I don't I don't think it was so bad in Miami because you had Pat Riley there, a very strong personality, wasn't going to have it. But it just seems like he's really manipulating Magic Johnson into making some of these bad moves. Yeah, and it's also, too, is that in Miami, LeBron had people he respected and played with in Bosch and Wade. Right. And, you know, he was he would listen to them. But there's nobody I, – I, you know, I don't know if he respects anybody – on the team. I don't know if anybody's earned a respect. You know, Kuzma's been hurt. He's their leading scorer at uh, 18, 19 points a game. Somewhere in there. Yeah. I think Kuz, he likes Kuz. But that's, and Josh Hart. Josh Hart, you know, he's consistent, you know, game in, game out, whatever minutes he gets played. But what's going on with Luke Walton? You know, because that's another thing. The camp, they really want to oust Luke Walton. Is Luke Walton really the right man for this team? Because it seems like the Lakers are in transition right now. We don't know. They're going to have all these pieces. If they're going to get Anthony Davis, if they don't get Anthony Davis, how's this going to play out with LeBron James pressuring the front office? Good question. I don't really know the answer. <laughs> and or just you, your thoughts. Well, I think Walton is doing a pretty good job. You know, he's had a lot of injuries. It's going to be an adjustment to um, you know to have somebody like LeBron on the team. It's going to be also a lot of distractions. Levar Ball. Um, I, I, you know, I think they're are better coaches and they would be better off with the right coach but i don't think he's doing a bad job i you know i got to go back to magic johnson i mean that's the i keep seeing this as getting rid of julius randall was just stupid i think that i mean, I mean they let him walk they did 
They didn't get anything for him. And they signed him for $9 million a year. Okay. Hey. <laughs> they signed him for $9 million a year. KCP is getting $15 million a year. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. He was a bargain base. I mean, you you could have picked him up at the basement at Macy's. <laughs> you know? I mean, he was cheap. He's super cheap. And you look at what he's done this season. It's he like is. Anthony Davis is out. He becomes another animal. And, and to your point, it's like you gave out on someone that could play with LeBron James. I, I, I personally am with the, the notion that I think that the Lakers are going to go after one max contract player, and it's going to be one of the following. It's going to be either Kemba Walker or Kawhi or Klay Thompson. One of those three. Like, one of those three will end up. I'm pretty sure that Kemba Walker will be in a Lakers uniform, and they will sign a guy. They will probably sign a couple mid-tiers, like Chris Middleton. Not max players. He'd be good. He'd be good. It's like they're going to build the team with depth because you're not going to beat the Warriors. By being like the Warriors, by trying well, to go not, out and even get without Davis, Kevin Durant, like, if he moves on, you're still not going to beat the Warriors. You're not, you're not. Boogie Cousins, you know, assuming he can keep his head on straight and his head's been on straight and he doesn't get volatile, you know, like over, he's always going to be a little volatile. But the man's a beast. He reminds he's me of like Rasheed Wallace. It's yeah. not that he gets volatile with other players it's with the officials he, he lets does. them get in his head he does and i know it's frustrating but <laughs> same thing with yeah. Draymond Green. i mean like the, yeah they're all yeah. just super emotional and that and that's yeah you know i mean and then you have curry who's pretty even te- keeled and you love know, the be, way he plays and <laughs> also too clay thompson it's like you know he is so good he is so smart he plays really tough defense He's got a really good mid-range. He, he's an unselfish player. I mean, I love for the Lakers. Lakers, first of all, need a three-point shooter, okay, because they are, once again, third to the last in the league, and they're just barely not in last place. And um, so they need – what they do is they need a three-point shooter, and Kemba Walker would be – you know, he'd be a defensive liability. There's a couple names yeah, here, but... too, I just was reading as well. They're talking about, you know, trading, but like Wayne Ellington was one name brought up. Just like, you know, just, just some good, yeah, just, good just some like three point. Three and it's, uh, I think it's Terrence Rowe, if, if, if I'm saying his name right, but I'm not sure. You know, like they're, they're talking about trading KCP for that just to get through. Basically, they're, they're trying to get some three point shooters to help. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have two hot takes. Tell me what you think of them, okay? Lakers should trade for Vucevic. I like Zivac. Zubak? Yeah. Zubak. Zubak. Sorry. Let's, no let, one ever let's gets keep it right. We, you can call him <laughs> Zubat. You can call him ah. all these. You know, Zubak. once again, once again, if, uh, depending on who you trade, I'd trade Lonzo Ball for him any time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you gave up, let's say, let's say this. You gave up Lonzo Ball, Ingram, and a first-round pick for Vucevic. Or would you rather go after Anthony Davis and give him the kitchen sink? Like, if you bring in a good center like Vucevic and he teaches he teaches Zubak, you could use Zubak as trade bait somewhere else, right? He's a really good player. He is a really good player. He is. He's very consistent. He shows up. He does what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's toiled in obscurity in, Atlanta, in uh, Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's um, really a good player. Um, yeah, I would give up. I'm not really high on Brandon Ingram either. You know, I just don't. I'm not seeing it. Not it seems it. like the uh, the promise is developing very slowly. He's just not where you think he would be. He's a he's a uh, a decent to good mid range shooter, but he averages less than five rebounds a game. Okay, he's one of the lake, lake the leading Lakers in minutes played, 
and only five rebounds a game and only three assists a game. I mean, Julius Randle averages as many assists as Brandon Ingram does. Yeah, the thing that Stu Lance always says, he goes, you can't stand and, and wait for the ball to come to you. you got to go get that rebound. You do. You do. I think the, the more scary thing is that he this is, what, his third season in the league now, third, correct? Yeah. He hasn't put on any weight. I, that's the one thing that I, I think is the most important thing coming out as a these big unicorn guys. is Yeah, well, Durant's Durant, not that heavy. Durant, well, Durant is heavier he's than lean, you think. He's lean, but he's he's fit. He's fit, right? <clears throat> so that, that's the problem with these seven-foot unicorns that can play guard positions, right? They're lean. They're skinny. How I think Brandon Ingram weighs a shade over 200 pounds. Kevin Durant Maybe. weighs 250. Two hundred fifty. Two fifty. Wow. He's he's six nine, six ten, two hundred and fifty pounds. Wow. It's like it's like these in Giannis. Uh, for when he came into the league, he was like a, a hundred eighty pounds. Now you look at him. He puts on weight. He needs to put on muscle, and that that's what's concerning. I th- I think his work ethic just isn't in the right spot where yeah. it needs to be. Yeah, I, I would. You know, I, you know, if you can package up Ingram and Ball. And get somebody decent. Heck, I I go Ingram and Ball for Julius Randle. Yeah, really. What? <laughs> Forget about Anthony Davis. Get Julius Randle back. Yeah. Get him back. <laughs> yeah, we want Julius. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're, we're starting to run out of time here. But I know you're also a, a big UCI basketball fan, as Matt and I are. We've had the privilege to go some of the games, but just recently. When I was away, UCI had an upset loss in overtime to Long Beach State. Well, they got the revenge last Saturday night. My man, Tommy Rutherford, with the big game-winning basket Love set it. up by our other man, Yasal Worku, with the assist. This team is our guys. <laughs> this is. I know. I, I, I love every player on this team. Everyone, even Brad Green, who's not playing this year. I love all the players on this team. So, a couple of things. They're nineteen and five, right? They're the best team in the uh, Big West. And the Big West, I think, is a little underestimated, too. I don't think it's appreciated as much. They've also won their 3-1 and one in overtime games. They've won That's two, huge. Two overtime games on the road, one in Hawaii. You know, and you know that if you go to Hawaii, you're going to get home by the referees big time. Big time. And um, they've also got, they got nine players that average between 5 and 11 points a game. So they're very diverse in terms of their productivity, which could lend itself very well in the NCAAs. I think that they could win a couple of games in the NCAA tournament. So do Matt and I. I, This is by far Coach Russell Turner's most balanced team that he's had. Absolutely. Yes, they could definitely do some damage. And they got a couple big seven-footers like Jonathan Galloway and Elston Jones. Tommy Rutherford, just just the the Energizer buddy. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Velp, he's a freshman, he's an up-a-comer, and he's got a lot of talent, and he's actually getting playing time. If this team keeps up the half-court defense, oh my gosh. is Hazard a senior? I believe so, yes. He is, yeah. Yeah, they've got, you know, the thing is, is you can't, you know, a game plan to stop them is not like limit one or two people, okay? Because they're rebounding leaders, they're, they have several players that are close to leading, leading the team in rebounding. There are several players that are close to leading the team in assists and in scoring and in steals. It's a very balanced club. So when you go to you can't, like, just shut one person down. Right. Because somebody else is going to step up. 
good three-point shooting team. You're right. Their half-court defense is very tough. Here's the stat for you. Against Long Beach State, and I already gave this one in the last game, the leading scorer for UCI, how many free throws did he take between the two games? No idea. <laughs> just give me a ball. So it's either, it's, you know, you're, since you're asking me the question, it is really high or really low. I will give you the low. It's low, huh? It's very low. Okay. How many did, say the question again, please. Between the two games against Long Beach State, how many free throws did the leading scorer for UCI take? It was Evan Leonard in both games. Four. Two. Between wow. the two games, wow. then he made one of them. He had zero free throws in the first matchup. He had two in the second. Did he really? Yes. And it was. I've looked at the the statistics between both of those games. They just don't get foul calls against them. I guess I don't know what the deal is. They did oh, not yeah. shoot. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, absolutely. they play. They play a clean game. But I think Coach Russell Turner preaches. You know, even the beginning of the year, where at times you know the offense would struggle. He goes, "That's okay." You know, he goes, "We're a hundred percent defensive team." We're covering, you know, from from court to court, you know, half court, four court. court. Yeah, yeah, they, so. yeah they, they they slow it down, and they're they're winning close games, and they're winning. This is big in NCAA tournament. They're winning close games, and they're winning them on the road. They're winning overtime games on the road. That will serve them well. It's also too is when you're going nine deep, you know, people aren't going to get tired. You know, I mean, the, the somebody averages. I can't. I think it's Hazard averages like twenty nine minutes. And, yeah, and most somebody of them. Average, yeah. yeah, I yeah. mean, they're right in there. Yeah. So everybody's going to be fresh. You're not going to be relying on one guy. If somebody has a bad shooting night, you can rely on somebody else to step up. If somebody has a bad rebounding night, somebody else can step up. They're like you said. They're very well balanced, and I think this sets up well for the tournament. Yeah, and also too, I think Coach Russell Turner does a phenomenal job in doing the the right substitutions at the right time. Yeah, changing out the the road, so it keeps a nice rhythm going. He does. He's good at the X's and O's. A you know, a smart coach. I wish they would. Uh, I tried to find in preparation for the show what his recruiting budget is. Probably I, not very high. Because <laughs> I wanted to compare that to, to the Zags. Um, and uh, it Gonzaga, Gonzaga, but I couldn't find that. I couldn't find. Yeah, it. I don't think so, they're giving away that. No, that was that was not really. He's done ball. more with less. Let's just put it that way. But also too, it's just when you have these four-year students, it's just we watch how they blossom yeah. and how they just get better and better each year. So, just Coach Russell Turner just makes them such better players and better men. Real quick corrections and retractions. Max Hazard is a junior. Oh, Just good. Okay. Put that out good. There. He's not going to go out okay. early. So he's not going. No, not so at all. So good. We got to. Oh, that, that, that's. That corrections or rejections. That's great news, that's Matt. Great he's great got another year here. Are you kidding? It is. Yeah. All right, Mr. English, we're going to have to close up, but I want one fun fact from you because you're a man of many facts. Give me the most fun one that you can think of. It doesn't have to be in sports, it could be anything. Give me the most fun fact you can think of. The most fun fact I can think of. Yes. All right. There's an island in Asia called North Sentinel Island that has never been contacted. 
There are about 250 people that live on these islands, on this island, and nobody has ever contacted them. They know nothing about their language. And if you show up on their island, they kill you. Wow. <laughs> we gotta leave North it. Sentinel Island. North Sentinel Island. Wow. Your fun fact of the day. Fun well, this closes out a wonderful show of Sports Matters here. You can reach us on SoundCloud. Just type in Sports Matters Radio Host or just go to KUCI.org. Show schedule. You click on our sports show. We'll take you right to our all of our podcasts. Once again, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Matt, take it away. Thank you, Mr. English. All right. Thank you. <laughs>